Welcome back to Breakfast with Bacon. We have Doug Bacon, managing partner here at Throwing Words, whose last name inspired our series. We have Julie Zalua, who we fondly call Jay-Z, who is making sure everything is working in the background. You have me, Lynn Ingersoll, your host. Welcome, and we are excited to have Chris Berger. He's the VP of Enterprise Communications at Atrium Health. We're tickled to have him here today. And we're going to jump right in. The purpose of these, this series is to share what we're learning and what some of the people we work with are learning so that you can think about that and apply it to your own world. So Chris, I hear you've got a number of strengths, which being in communication, I'm sure that really is important the way you interact with your constituents and your team. And I understand Achiever is one of your top uh, strengths. I'm curious how that strength shows up in the roles that you have and any other strengths that you're aware of. How, how are they helping you lead your team and do your job? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, I think, you know, the, the achiever has always been something that, you know, from my, you know, beginning of my professional career, even before that, I realized, you know, um, you know, I think the, the struggle between achiever and perfectionism is probably out there. You know, I, I probably, I, I, I jokingly call myself a recovering perfectionist because I realize perfection is just nothing you'll able to uh, obtain ultimately. But I do, you know, focus on excellence. I think that's something that, you know, really resonates with me of doing my work with excellence and, you know, hoping that others and helping them, you know, get the catch the desire to perform their work with excellence too. So there is a lot of, you know, tension there sometimes as far as me always looking around the corners, kind of seeing, okay, what can we do better? Um, that desire for continual improvement, those type of things, you know, uh, I think probably I have had to over my, you know, 25 plus years now learn to dial that down a little bit because it can burn people out quickly. If, you know, as soon as you come out of an event, I'm already looking as far as like, okay, what's, what can we do better next time? And they're just happy that we just got through that event. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. doubt. I can relate to that. Yeah. So, so Doug, you've worked with Chris. Uh, what thoughts come to mind and observations do you have? Yeah, it's so cool. Just uh, uh, I'm kind of looking at Chris's strengths profile here as we're talking and they're all just lighting up, right? It's that achiever because that hardworking, you know, setting the pace for production, but also there's a sense of responsibility and ownership that's there, which brings in that perfection piece. Um, and then um, those influencing themes in terms of uh, that sense of urgency to get started, that sense of urgency to have it excellent and to immediately start deconstructing events and to say what we might be learning and how we can apply that to um, our next one. We have a nice truck driving by in case you can pick up on that sound, I'm not sure. But, um, and then, um, in, but in working with the team, how do you dial that back so that they don't get burned out so that they are really um, engaged and, um, and kind of, I love how you said, can kind of catch that desire uh, to be drawn towards excellence. So can see how both early career really helped you um, as you're getting the work done. And then as you progressed and had to make that pivot to getting the work done through others, finding that balance of 
nobody works as hard as I do. And the team doesn't have the benefit of being in every room that you're in. And so how much detail do you give them while not wanting to uh, overwhelm them or not wanting to, to burden or distract them from things that they, you see, but they don't necessarily need to know at this point. Yeah, I think I recognize early, you know, one, one of the important things too is like extending a lot of grace because not everybody has the same type of brain uh, as I do um, and not saying my brain is right in any way, shape or form. I just know not everybody thinks the same and to expect that you have a bunch of, you know, kind of crisp clones sitting around the room uh, it's dangerous, you know, and I recognize like if I was trying to shape people into me, uh, one, then we completely have lost that diversity that you're trying to find that diversity of thought and, and, and many other things in the room. And if everybody's just trying to be another Chris, uh, and just trying to react to my next, whatever, uh, I think that really, really gets into a dangerous place from a leadership uh, angle. So I really try to surround myself purposely more, you know, in the last 10 years of my career than earlier with people that actually I purposely want to think differently than me uh, to round me out in, in areas on my leadership team, as opposed to those that think like me, because if those that think like me, they're probably, you know, while, while they're probably driven and things like that and, 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 uh, and doing and thinking some of the similar things, I really need people around me that think a whole lot differently than me to actually make me better. So Chris, how do you do that? I mean, that is such an important uh, topic, that diversity of thought. How do you really draw that out in your team? Well, one, I think it's when you're, when you're forming your team or when opportunities come along, uh, you know, it's, it's hiring the right people, finding those people and getting out of your comfort zone of, of who you would typically gravitate to naturally maybe the people you gravitate to naturally are, are probably similar thinkers than you. And so actually forcing yourself to, to, to look at others um, that, that might be a little bit more uncomfortable uh, for you personally. But I think other than that, I think it's also creating a safety net that people know there is a ability to speak up and there's always that open door um, to be able to have those conversations that are needed. I found, have found when I've worked with some leaders in the past that, you know, when, when you have those conversations, it feels like the door slammed in your face. And I think it's really important to remember not to do that to your team. And something that I've certainly tried, I don't know if I'm successful hundred percent, um, but I certainly will. I, I think there's a balance, right? I've been hired to be an expert in communication or in my area of expertise. And um, because of that, I, I will have a point of view on something. I mean, that's my job, to have a point of view. Um, so I will come to the table with a point of view on a particular topic or, or whatever we're, we're having. Um, but I also don't want to slam the door shut on their point of view. I think that's the important part, is making sure that they understand they have a point of view. Ultimately, I'm going to make a decision and, and, and try to mold it all together and, and make the best one that I know for the organization or whatever we're dealing with. But um, I, I want them to be able to feel heard and, uh, and, and valued, quite honestly, for their conversation. And it all starts with trust. I think trust is the component of any relationship, whether you're at work, home, whatever, uh, friendship of any type, it, it starts with trust. And, and that's, that's very, very critical. And grace goes a long ways there. 
<laughs> Great. Well, you're hitting on some topics that we are near and dear to our heart, you know, that allowing people to really be heard and valued, uh, which definitely activates the trust. So we also have talked a lot about awareness and just being aware of your strengths and how that can help you navigate. And it's brilliant that you can see that, hey, my brain doesn't work the same as everybody else's. So making sure we offer those different thoughts. It's a scary well, world if we have a bunch of Chris's walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I do know that because Achiever is one of your strengths, even on a personal basis, you probably dip your hands and fingers into a lot of things. You have a lot of interests. How does that show up in your life? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, uh, there's lots of different things that I'm involved in, but, uh, you know, many people know that I'm a coffee roaster on the side. And uh, for me, honestly, I got into it because it allowed me to do something that actually forced me not to think about my work because I can, you know, obsess about whatever uh, is, is on my plate. And if, um, if I had something like it, like coffee roasting, where you really have to pay attention to uh, roasting coffee uh, and, and a couple seconds can turn a really good coffee into a really bad coffee. Okay. And so having something to, to really force my attention there, it was, it's actually become almost needed for me personally. And it has allowed me to um, focus on that. And then I can come back to my work with a fresh mind. So that's kind of how I approach it. Um, it's just turned out to be something that I'm very passionate about. I love coffee and, uh, and, it, and it's turned into a small little side business, so to speak, that, um, that other people seem to be loving as well. So even better. That's awesome. So Doug, are we going to have some coffee with bacon? I tell you what, the, what we do, um, one of the cool things that uh, Chris has done for us is he has created a breakfast with bacon a signature blend of coffee that uh, that we uh, make available and we share with folks. Um, you know, we like to, I always like to give a little thank you something to our podcast, yeah, podcast guests. And uh, now I've got to figure something else out to give them since I can't give you your coffee like I normally would, but we'll figure that out. Uh, but I love that point of uh, creating a system for yourself that forces you to not think about work because it can be so particularly, I mean, as wired as you are for action, you know, both that urgency to get started and that urgency to complete, um, it can really be all consuming. And so the fact that very strategic, no surprise, given that that is also a talent of yours, uh, you've, you've found a way to um, protect yourself, protect you from yourself and that tendency to, to spin and obsess uh, while at the same time, really leveraging your strengths to do that. Um, and so I know that if we were, we could probably go on and hit other topics that you have gone deep on and know a lot about. Um, but for the sake of our breakfast with bacon, we can kind of hold it there. Uh, but just, just love that, just that awareness, both that awareness that you have and also um, how you've changed your behavior and put, put, put uh, things in place that kind of guardrails, if you will, to kind of, keep you out of the ditch that you know you can get into. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I'll say is, you know, I think that one of the things also is I, I realize that we, we haven't been put, like, I don't believe that we've been put on this earth to, you know, at the end of time, I'm not going to be asked, what's the best communication plan I ever wrote? 
it's probably not one of the questions that I'm going to get asked, but you know, I do believe it's how many lives we've impacted. And I think that the ways we kind of do things around us and set, you know, and what we are involved in. Um, and, and, you know, for me, it's doing those things like coffee. It helps out other people. Um, it supports a lot of businesses and same thing at work, you know, figuring out how we're making that personal connection to people um, at work and impacting their lives. That's going to be probably the bigger thing of how we've impacted other people's lives. And that's really important to me. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We are delighted that you were able to steal a little bit of time to be with us. I know that you've got a big job out there. Atrium Health is a huge component to what's going on in the world right now and just what's happening in our community. So thank you so much for the work that you do. Love that you helped us with self-awareness, helping people think differently and being okay with that, really showing how to value and listen and trust people. So those are our takeaways today. For those in the audience, I hope you'll think about how you can weave that into your day to day. And Chris, thank you so much. Thank you we'll for having me. Take care. Thanks, Chris. Yeah.